0: Hi, this is Bob Yandian. This is the last day we'll be taking up a study of angels, but today we're gonna talk about a good angel that became bad. Where did evil begin? It all began in Satan, but you know what? You have the power to turn from him and turn to Jesus Christ. Wow, great day today,
1: join me. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Bob Yandian.
0: Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian.
1: Glad to have you here today.
0: We have been studying for two days on angels. We've taken up a study of angels. We've talked about the origin of angels. We've talked about well, let's just go back and talk about some some scripture. Hebrews twelve twenty two said this: "You're come to Mount Zion, this is heaven, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. All angels were created by God, and." Uh, Even the elect angels, the fallen angels were all created by God, but they do have a choice. And so the uh, fallen angels made a one-time choice not to stay with God. And once you make that one-time choice, you can't come back. The other ones who made a one-time choice to stay with God cannot eventually make the choice together. It was an eternal decision. Here's the dividing line. Stay over here or go over there. And so a third of the angels decide to go with Lucifer and they can't come back. So, and the other group can't not eventually say, well, I kind of like God, but boy, that looks enticing. They couldn't do that. They made a one-time choice. So again, we're gonna talk today about the fall of Lucifer. And we've been over the fact that again, number one, angels cannot be numbered. Notice this, an innumerable company of angels. Then we talked about the ranks of angels, the highest ranking angels of which Lucifer was the highest ranking of the highest ranking called the anointed cherub that covers the cherubim are the highest ranking angels by God. They, and they, they sit around. He's called the God who dwells between the cherubim and they guard the holiness of God. Not that there's attacks coming against him, but literally they are, they are around him again, keeping those away from him, other angels and stuff, or anything in heaven because he is so powerful. And so cherubim have that position and they have two wings. Uh, the seraphim. Uh, They are the ones who fly through heaven. They have six wings and they continually announce the holiness of God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Underneath them is the archangel Michael and he's called the archangel. So he's the one that, as far as I know, could be the leader of all the angels in heaven and, uh, and the one that watches over the armies of the Lord. Then there's the chief princes, and uh, those are mentioned in the Word of God. And so those are the ones who send uh, from God. They bring messengers to earth. And so uh, Gabriel is one of those. He's a chief prince. But then we have the host of angels that are on this earth. I call them rank and file angels, and that's the ones that are just here. They have no wings because the Bible says we can entertain them unawares, And if a guy came up to us in a suit and had wings in the back, we'd go, this ain't no normal guy. No, what we're saying is, is those don't have wings and they can take on the appearance of a human being. And there's times where they have in the word of God, people thought they were human beings, but they were actually angels. In fact, they were sent to Sodom and Gomorrah to deliver Lot and his family. And whenever the homosexuals tried to come to them and have sex with them, they struck them blind. So this is the power they have. Then there is the angel of the Lord, and this is Jesus Christ, the pre-incarnate Christ. And so before he came to this earth, he would appear many times as the angel of the Lord. He would come in that form and then leave it. So then we have now Lucifer, we're gonna talk about him. Lucifer was created as the highest ranking cherub directly under the Godhead, and he was over all the angels. He was called the anointed cherub. That's the that one that God took of the cherub and gave him an anointing that covers. He literally was the leader of all of them. He was right under the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, then there was Lucifer. And so we're going to talk about Lucifer's fall today. Turn to Isaiah chapter 14, and we're going to take a look at verses 12 through 15. While you're finding that, thank you. Just want to say thank you to all those who are my supporters, those who are my partners. Again, I thank you for it. I mean, men, women, young, old, uh, housewives, and and uh, you know, women that are in the business force, the workforce out there, men that, you know, retirees, and, and those that are working on jobs, those that have you know, um, know, lower level jobs and stuff. I mean, you, you know, you work on, on, on your blue collar, whatever, and to all the way up to those that are, you know, presidents and vice presidents of corporations. I just want to understand something. Thank you. I, you know, if you make a lot of money or little money, I, listen, the part of it is you just just share it with me. And those who give a whole lot more than others aren't going to be rewarded anymore other than the fact that, you know, because to you is an equal sacrifice, you know, to give a large check as it was for a person to give a small check. Then that small check was equally sacrificial. That's what God looks at, not equal amounts, but equal sacrifice. Thank you for just being faithful. Thank you for hearing from the Lord. And again, I appreciate it so much. And if you are not a partner with me, go to my website, BobYandian.com. There's a place on there for you to become a partner and you give as you purpose in your heart, not grudgingly or necessity. God loves a cheerful giver. Bob loves a cheerful giver. Love to hear because you know what we'll give you from time-to-time reports of how we're growing, adding new stations, all these things that are coming along. Wow, God is so good to us. Okay, let's take a look at Lucifer's fall right now. Bobbyandian.com was the address on that. You'll find a place there where you can become a partner with me. Isaiah 14, we're going to take a look at this verse of Scripture, and then we'll look at Ezekiel 28. These are the two chapters that deal with the fall of Lucifer, from the anointed cherub who covers to now being Lucifer, now becoming Satan and uh, the leader of evil against God. And his army is made up of third of the angels that fell with him on that day and decided to go against God and follow him. Isaiah 14, verse 12 through 15. How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? He's gonna answer our question. We've asked, how did this happen? He says, here's how it happened. How are you cut down to the ground which weakened the nations? I want you to notice this, that the earth was here long before Adam was here. The earth was here. He was cut down to the ground. In fact, the place where Lucifer ruled from was the earth. And he was in Eden, the Garden of God. Eden was here long before Adam and Eve were here. And so once he fell, the earth was cast into darkness and and all that. And it was resurrected in in Genesis chapter 1, where at that time it said, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth became without form and void. Just look at that where it was. The earth became without form and void. When it became without form and void was at this time where Lucifer fell and darkness came over the earth and the rare earth was wrapped up in darkness for we don't know how long until God out of that mess. Uh, redid the earth, and in the place where Lucifer used to reign from, he now put Adam and Eve there. Man was sent on this earth, and as Lucifer ruled the earth in righteousness to begin with, and then fell, man is to run the earth in righteousness, and the chief man will come back, One day, Jesus Christ himself and accomplish this in the end as we have done through the years and through the centuries now, Jesus Christ will come back and consummate it. Verse 13, for you have said in your heart, I want you to notice this, sin began in his heart. I will ascend into heaven and exalt my throne above the stars of God. Don't you dare say God made this happen. No, God put the potential in every angel called Will, and they could choose against him. But the first one that chose against him was one that was fourth in command, God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and then Lucifer himself, and he just kept, instead of looking down at what God had given him, all these angels to rule over, he started looking up thinking, I wanna be just like that guy on top. I wanna take his place, and that began, in his heart. Sin did not begin with God. Don't you dare say that. It began in the heart of, a, of an angel who went from the chief angel, who went from the anointed cherub that covereth to a fallen angel, and then that's where sin began. Sin began not in God. Righteousness began in God, but sin was the choice of an angel. You have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mountain of the congregation in the sides of the north. This is where God sits in the universe. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Notice where he was, there was clouds. He was on the earth. I will be like the most high yet you shall be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. And this is prophesied for later because after the tribulation is over before the millennium begins, Satan will be taken off this planet, sent to hell for a thousand years and then brought up before the Lord at the great white throne judgment where all sinners And fallen angels and demons and Satan himself will be judged and then cast from there into the lake of fire. So hell is a waiting place for the lake of fire and Satan is yet to be cast there. The name Lucifer means light bearer. I want you to notice this. He was not the light. He was the bearer of the light. Jesus is the light. He was the one to send the message forth. And he was constantly telling the angels on this earth and the angels that were in heaven that were under him, he again on the top and all angels were underneath him. And to constantly bear witness of the light, to tell about the Lord Jesus Christ, to tell about his goodness, to tell about his life and to tell about all the things that he had and the things he had made this entire universe that was out there, and he was called the son of the morning. I want you to notice the word son means he was the offspring of the morning. He was created by the Lord Jesus Christ because we're told in the book of Colossians, all things were made by Him and for Him and without Him was not anything made that was made. So Jesus Christ created everything. God the Father didn't create everything. God the Father planned it. Jesus Christ executed the plan and made all of creation. Later on for redemption, God planned it. Jesus Christ executed it. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is to reveal it. God the Father plans it. Jesus Christ executes it. The Holy Spirit reveals it, and this was again in the case of creation, including the creation of Lucifer. His fall was over the love of money. Write that down. That's why it's called the root of all evil. You're know the translations say it's a root of all. Uh. Uh-uh. I believe the King James, and I believe some other translations that line up with it. It is the root. of of all evil. You wanna find out what's going on in Congress today, in the Senate, you wanna find out what's going on in governments worldwide, whatever, follow the money trail. It always comes back to it that the fight on this earth is who can control all the wealth of this earth because they somehow see wealth as the height of all power when the height of all power is not that, it's a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's whenever Lucifer lost that relationship, will never get it back again because he'll never desire it back. And even though he's been defeated at the cross, he refuses to give in. The the actual uh, working out of that, in other words, the whenever he's finally gonna be put into prison and his fall back here, and especially taken care of at the cross where he was defeated, listen, his jail sentence is yet to come. His sentencing is yet to come. And yet until that time comes, he refuses to believe it, keeps fighting and fighting, until one day at the end of the tribulation, he will literally be put into prison. A thousand years in uh, hell and then uh, eternity after that in the lake of fire. Ezekiel 28 verses 12 through 16 says this, Son of man, take up a lamentation on the king of Tyrus and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, you seal up the sum full of wisdom, perfect in beauty, and you have been in Eden, the garden of God. There it is. This is whenever the announcement was made, he's already been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardius, topaz, diamond, barrel, onyx, jasper, sapphire, emerald, carbuncle, and gold, the workmanship of your tablets and of your pipes was prepared in you in the day that you were created. You are the anointed cherub who covers. You are the number one cherub of the highest ranking angels, and you cover or you rule over all other angels. I have set you so. You were in the holy mountain of God. You walked up and down the midst of the stones of fire. You were perfect in all your ways from the day you were created until the nickel was found in you. I want to emphasize that until iniquity was found in you. God did not create iniquity. Iniquity was found in him. That's where it began. By the multitude of your merchandise, that's the riches, that's the diamond, barrel, jasper, sapphire, the merchandise, they have filled the midst of you with violence and you have sinned. Therefore, I will cast you as profane. From the mountain of God, I will destroy you, O covering cherub from the midst of the stones of fire. Satan fell because of his love of money, thinking the power that money created, he could overthrow God. We'll see you right after the break.
1: Do angels really exist today? What is their purpose? How do they appear in the earth? What about demons? Where did they come from? Are they fallen angels? And can they actually possess a person? In 15 audio lessons on Angels and Demons flash drive, Bob Yandian teaches what the Bible has to say in a comprehensive topical study of angels and demons. Lesson series include, Angels, God's Messengers, A Study of Angels, The Christian and Demons, and A Study of Demons. MP3 audio files can be played on computers, MP3 players, smartphones, tablets, iPads, and iPhones, as well as car audio systems equipped with a USB port. To order Angels and Demons, visit our website at bobyandian.com. A new book just came in. I've been waiting on this
0: book, Theology Simplified. This is a class I teach at Karis Bible College, and I've been waiting to put this into a book. It's eight different theological terms that sound difficult but actually are very simple. I just simply think the Bible sometimes is filled with complicated sounding words, but you break it down, it becomes very simple. This book is called Theology Simplified. Let me tell you what all it covers. It covers predestination. It covers reconciliation and sanctification. It covers glorification, justification. Redemption, propitiation, and election are all covered in this book. And again, big words with simple meanings. I bring it down to you. Go to my website, BobYandian.com. You'll find how you can have a copy for yourself.
1: Blessings upon blessings to you. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. Let's put Isaiah and Ezekiel
0: together. Let's talk about the fall of Lucifer. Satan is a fallen being created as the light bearer. That's what Lucifer means. He's not the light, he's the light bearer. He constantly comes to show us today he is light and he's a creature of light. And the Bible says, if he ever appeared to you, he'll be an angel of light, but he is not the light. He is the bearer of the light, was the bearer of the light. The church has now become the bearer of the light. In other words, his mission was to take the goodness of God and spread it everywhere and talk to the other angels, keep that constantly ever in front of their attention, the glory of God. He fell of his own will, not by God's will. He fell of his own will. He said iniquity was found in you, in your heart. He fell trying to take God's place and God's position. And he fell with many others. Those are angels who decided to go with him. And he has fallen and the angels never to rise again. Let me qualify that. There is no redemption for Satan and there's no redemption for the fallen angels. It was a one-time choice what they made and they can never cross back over. Thank God that's not true with humanity today. You can have rejected Jesus Christ all your life. And just before you die, like the thief on the cross, you can decide to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I do not recommend it. You don't know when you're going to die, how you're going to die, how quickly you're going to die. You may not have time in the meantime. Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the time to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So Satan he became Satan, Lucifer fell, the fallen angels with him too, the third of the angels that decide to go with him, and there is no redemption for him. He will never, and on top of that, it's been proved in the word of God, is there no redemption? You can say, but what if he wants to? He never will want to. He constantly keeps coming back to this. I know I can do this. And even though he was defeated at the cross, and every time he had some plan for the earth to destroy it, and, you know, and and to do, you know, God comes along and, God changes everything. And so, no matter what has happened, Satan keeps losing every time, but he still rises up going, I know I can do this after the cross whenever he was defeated soundly. And now, you know, he has not yet been sentenced yet. He still thinks, I can do this. And until that sentencing day comes, he's trying everything he can to overthrow God and to set up his kingdom on this earth. That's why he's headed for Israel. He wants to take over when the temple's built. He wants to claim that for his own, put Antichrist there, because if he can do that and Antichrist remain there, Jesus has no place to rule from. The Bible is wrong. God is wrong. Prophecy is wrong. God has just lied to us. And if that's the case, God's fallen, but God hasn't fallen. And Jesus Christ will come back and rule from that throne in Jerusalem. Jesus told of Satan's fall, Luke chapter 10. We've seen Isaiah, we've seen Ezekiel. Let's take a look at the New Testament. Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, verse 17 through 20, look at this, the 70 returned again with joy. This is after they had been sent out saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through your name. Notice this, God has given that authority to men. Men who are born again, are now have authority over Satan and his works, not totally, but in certain areas, such as sickness and disease and demon possession, we as Christians can cast those devils out, but God himself will eventually take care of the entire earth when Satan tries to take over this place, and that will come through the tribulation, and especially at the end of the tribulation. Notice verse 18. Now Jesus says to those returning, hallelujah, look what we can do. He said to them, I saw Satan's lightning fall from heaven. How can Jesus say that? He was there. He was there in deity form. Before man was ever there, he saw all this happen. He said, I saw Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You think I can do it and I've given it to you? You're going to continue to do that. I'm going to be gone, but that authority still been given to you. But do not rejoice in this, that the spirits, evil spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice in this, because your names are written in heaven. One day, Satan will be gone. One day, all demons will be found in hell forever, and eventually the lake of fire forever and forever. But you know what? You're going to have eternal life forever and forever. The demons will be taken care of, but your, your name in the book of life will go on for all of eternity. Jesus was present in heaven and saw the whole thing happen. Notice what he said about this. First of all, I saw Satan fall as lightning. What does this mean? Lightning is fast, speed of light. Next of all is bright. It can be seen everywhere. It's loud, there's crashes that follow it called thunder. All creation could see it and all creation could hear it. Jesus is simply saying, I was there. I saw it. I heard it. The first thing is it wasn't done behind something. It was done like lightning in front of everybody. Everybody could see it. And so he says, we have authority over Satan and demons. And you know what this means? When he says on here that I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, serpents are large demons... And scorpions are small demons. And notice this, both of them crawl on the ground, but they're subject to us stepping on them. And so unlike Satan and demons, we're all redeemed. Man is a fallen being, but we fell of our own will. We chose in Adam to fall. And when Adam fell, we fell with him. We tried to be like God because Adam tried to be like God. Adam fell with many And we have fallen, but in Christ we have risen. Notice this, because of mankind. Mankind did basically the same thing as Lucifer did. Lucifer tried to be God, Adam tried to be God, Eve tried to be God. Notice this, that they fell and people fell with them. When, When Lucifer fell, he took a third of the angels with him. But the point of it was death passed on all people because of Adam and Adam fell. But the point of it is, is God has given us a second chance through Jesus Christ. He's called the last Adam. Not the second Adam. If he'd been the second Adam, that means there could have been a third or a fourth. But if he's the last Adam, he was our last chance, our last opportunity. And Jesus accepted the cross, accepted the plan of God, came to this earth, born of a virgin, but went through more torture, more troubles, more trials, tempted in all points as we are yet without sin. If Jesus did it, so can we. Here's the point, is that we have fallen, but in Christ, we have risen. By accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we are no longer in Adam. We died to Adam and we've been reborn into the Lord Jesus Christ. By being reborn into the Lord Jesus Christ, now in Adam we die, but in Christ shall all be made alive. In Adam, what Adam did passed on all men, but what Jesus Christ did now passes on everybody that he has, uh, that we have come in as children of God. We have fallen, but in Christ we have risen. Here's the point of it: when we stand before God on that day, we will not be judged as individuals. Sinners will not be judged as individuals, and Christians will not be judged as individuals. You're judged as to who you're attached to. Are you attached to Adam? Or are you attached to Jesus Christ? In Adam, all die. All die. In Christ, shall all be made alive. There was a day when I said no to Satan. No to Adam and that I refuse to follow you anymore to be attached to you. I accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and savior of my life. And I was suddenly was detached out of Adam and reattached to Jesus Christ. In Adam, I was dead in Christ, I am alive. The whole point comes back to this. Are you saved? Have you received Jesus as your savior? If you have, you're going to heaven because you're attached to Jesus. None of your own works, nothing you could do. It was a decision that you made. And just like Adam and Eve decided to be separate from God, I decide to be attached to him by receiving Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Here's the whole point. Have you done that? It's Satan that separated Adam and Satan of his own will that separated himself from God then separated Adam and Eve from God and you were born in that condition. But Jesus came into this earth so that you can be born again, taken out of Adam and placed into Christ. In fact, right now, why don't you bow your heads for just a moment? We still have some time left on this broadcast, but I just wanna pray with you because some of you have finally seen it. I think there's people right now, I can feel it inside. There's people right now watching this broadcast going, that's me. I've been trying with all my good things to try to somehow merit this, but on top, I now see it. It's a free gift. All I have to do is say no to Adam, no to Satan, and yes to Jesus. Father, I pray with them right now that right now in their life, they are simply saying, Satan, get off the throne of my life. And speak to yourself and say, you know what? I've been trying to run my own life. I just can't do it. Right now, I simply get off the throne of my life and say, Jesus, you sit here. I've messed it up. I have totally made a mistake in everything I have done. Nothing I have do has turned out right for over a long period of time, maybe for the moment, but not for a long run. And right now, I say to Jesus, sit down on the throne of my life. Jesus, I accept you as the Lord and the Savior of my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and Father, thank you for making me a child of God. I am as much a child of God as Jesus is. I receive him now and thank you for it in Jesus' name." What a great prayer. But here it's the most important thing, what a great result of prayer. For those of you who prayed that and meant it in your heart, you have now transferred out of Adam into Christ, out of death into life, and that's the good news. What will Satan's end be? He will be the God of this world until the second coming of Jesus Christ. Right now, as Jesus even said, he is the God of this world, the prince of this world. He will be removed from the earth along with the antichrist, the beast, the false prophet. You say, what are all these people? They're all found in the book of Revelation, all products of Satan. He will be removed from the earth along with Antichrist, the beast, the false prophet, the fallen angels, the demons, all unbelievers and all religion and then thrown into hell and then the curse on this earth that came about the time of Adam will be released The Bible tells us that when Jesus Christ comes back to rule on this earth, that the oceans will clap their hands, the trees will clap their hands, the lion will lay down with the lamb, the children can pick up poison, the snakes, it won't hurt them. The curse is gone from this earth. No more weeds, hallelujah, no more spiders. My wife will say amen to that. We can go down the list of things that will be changed in this earth. He will be released for a short period of time at the end of the millennium. As soon as the the tribulation is over and Satan's removed and cast into hell, along with all these others for a thousand years, we're gonna have perfect peace on this earth. And just toward the end of it, Satan's gonna be released for a short period of time to prove one thing. He's not gonna change even watching perfect environment for almost a thousand years, he's going to come out of there and still try again to take over. Revelation chapter 21 tells us in verse 7 through 10, now when the thousand years had expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog. This is a major battle that's going to take place between him and Jesus Christ, no comparison to the battle of Armageddon. That's the worst one. This is another war to gather them together to battle whose numbers as the sand of the sea. They went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints in the beloved city and fire came down from heaven, out of heaven and devoured them. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet already are and they will be tormented day and night forever and forever. Then will come the great white throne. Judgment will occur and Satan and all those in hell will be in the lake of fire forever and for eternity, but we will rule and reign with Jesus Christ forever and forever and forever with the elect angels, with Jesus Christ himself, from believers from past generations up until now, the presence of the Holy Spirit. And on top of that, at that point, God's gonna renovate the earth that here because heaven will come and rest over the earth forever and forever. Heaven will be called the new Jerusalem. I could go on and on forever, but we can go to heaven come back to earth, or even visit any part of the universe we want to because we will have a resurrection body. (sighs) Boy, that's great, isn't it? Just good stuff. Praise be to Jesus. See you next time.
1: You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. Visit bobyandian.com. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen.